Hey, what is going on guys? DK. Back at you with another video here to bring in the six-game NBA main slate on Tuesday. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name's DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL sites on DraftKings, and I'm now making videos for NBA Top Shot as well. If you guys cannot watch these YouTube videos, I also upload an Apple Podcast of a link down below. If you are interested in signing up for premium content, I offer that on Patreon.com, an esports package, which includes CSGO, which basically we have uh, slates every single day, and Call of Duty you know, usually four slates a week, um, and then an NBA package as well. And then finally, I want to thank Underdog Fantasy for sponsoring this show. If this is your first time watching these videos or you're just not uh, familiar with Underdog Fantasy, they have daily fantasy snake drafts as well as season-long best ball. So again, if you guys are into best ball format, Underdog is for you. Um, after you sign up and make your first deposit, you can use the code DKDFS. DKDFS, all one word, you get a money-back guarantee up to $100. So with that all out of the way, let's jump into the, video, into the video. Before we talk about players and their prices for this, again, it says seven games, but that last game, the Detroit game got postponed. Six games slate. Let's look back line up here from Monday. Monday, whew, oh boy. If you guys don't like when I tilt, then fast forward a couple minutes because I got a good few minutes to tilt really hard. I am not happy. So let's go over my lineup. Basically, I used a full stack of this late game. Uh, so Damian Lillard, uh, Kobe White, P.J. Dozier, uh, P.J. Washington, uh, Patton, LaMelo Ball, Bridges, and Cantor. So first, let's start off with uh, the Brooklyn Nets, all right? So the previous two games, I played James Harden. One, he was decently popular. One, he was low on, like 20%. Uh, both those games, blowouts, okay? The one where he's 20% owned, on pace to smash, blowout. So... You know, that San Antonio-Brooklyn game, I, I liked it a lot. You know, if I wasn't going to stack this late game, it was going to be that game. So, I'm like, oh, man, I've stacked, I've played hard in the last couple times. I keep getting through to blowouts. You know, I'm going to go the other way. So, I fade him. So, what happens tonight? Overtime, and gets 80 fantasy points. So, just, just to get this straight, right? I play him, blowout. Fade him, overtime. Okay, so uh, yeah, that was pretty cool. And then let's talk about the minutes here so far for Charlotte and Portland. So Damian Lillard, a guy that usually plays close to 40 minutes tonight. Uh, if you guys know his rotations for NBA, he plays the whole first quarter and the whole third quarter. So I want you guys to guess how many minutes he played so far in, in the second quarter. Two and a half. Damian Lillard. Two and a half, three minutes in the second quarter. Cantor, same thing. Two and a half, three minutes. Cantor, a guy averaging 35 plus minutes. Dame, close to 40 minutes. Both barely play in the second quarter. Um, PJ Washington, Miles Bridges. These are the guys you think would, uh, you know, would have really good games with a really short rotation. Nah. It's the Martin Twins, like we all expected. The Martin Twins. So, um, yeah, you can tell I am uh, not very happy, but uh, what I always say about DFS is, yes, this was a really, really tilting night for me, but the good thing is there is always tomorrow. So we have a slate uh, to look forward to. I will mention, if there's a, like, Yes, I, I will tilt on Twitter here and there, like once or twice a night. 
some guy like hit my DMs and was just like so pissed, like swearing, giving me every single swear word in the book. Like, and I'm just like, dude, if you don't like me tilting, you don't have to follow me, right? <laughs> he was like so pissed. I'm like, yeah, I'm a little bit upset of, you know, my luck recently. Um, so yeah, would you rather me be that guy that, you know, tweets out the obvious chalk play and the, all the fire emojis? You want me to be that guy? No, I didn't think so. So, um, yeah, if you don't like the tilting, again, I'm not like tweeting like 20 times a night, like a couple times. Yes, I'm obviously upset that Harden, I play in the previous two games, blowouts, and now it gets overtime when I don't have them. And then, you know, the, the minutes for uh, Lillard and Cantor in the second quarter are just like, what in the world? Um, but, yeah, that's it for the look back, guys. So uh, let's move on to this uh, six-game slate on Tuesday. Uh, Memphis and Washington, it's a 237 and a half over under. The Memphis Grizzlies are one-point favorites. Denver and Milwaukee, a 236 over under. This one should be really fun to watch. The Bucks are six-and-a-half-point favorites. And Suns and Lakers, a 215 and a half over under. The Lakers are two-point favorites. So we will start off with Memphis and Washington. And on the Memphis side, if you play Jonas Valanciunas last slate, get the tilting out of the way. I really, really feel for you. You deserve to tilt. That was a He was a great play. Uh, against an undersized Houston front court, was having a really nice night, and picks up four fouls in the first half, and then picks up his fifth foul early in the second. So, yeah, again, I really, really feel for you if you played Jonas Valanciunas at last league. He was a good contrarian play. Now, uh, you know, going up against Washington, he should be able to have his way against Wagner or Lopez or Alex Len, whatever, you know, rotation they have, that roulette center uh, wheel for the Washington Wizards. Jonas Valanciunas should be able to have his way. And the price came down a little bit. Again, he's been a really good point burner guy. In close games, we should get around 30 minutes from him. So I do like him a good amount. I do like Ja. I know the blowout. I know the starters didn't do great last game. It was the bench that really led them. That's not going to happen every game, right? So sure, you know, JV foul trouble, Ja disappointing because of the blowout. I'm not super worried about it. This, again, is a really, really good matchup against the Washington Wizards. So I am really high on both Ja and Jonas Valanciunas. Um, so Kyle Anderson, slow-mo, questionable. That actually is pretty big news because he's a guy that usually plays 25 to 30 minutes. So those minutes would have to go somewhere. I think it would be a combination of maybe like Winslow, Bain, uh, these like other guards that they have. I feel like they have like 20 guards to use on the bench, but those guys all would get a boost. Um, if slow-mo is out. Uh, Dylan Brooks, not a guy I love playing, but I could see taking a shot on him. You know, probably gets around 30 minutes, more line in the scoring. But again, because of the matchup, I think he's playable. Uh, Brandon Clark at 4.9K. Hasn't really been playing huge minutes, even in close games. I would think we probably get mid-20s minutes. And at 4.9K, that does seem a little bit underpriced. Uh, but again, the minutes haven't been amazing on him, which makes him a little bit risky. And then uh, D'Anthony Melton's at 4.6K. I think I'd rather get to the guys that are a little bit cheaper. So again, Winslow at 3-9, especially if there's no slow-mo. He's been playing about 20 to 25 minutes. He had a nice game last game where he had 20 real-life points. What has some interest in him for value? Desmond Bain actually started that last game um, and had a pretty nice game. So Bain, Winslow for value, I think are both solid plays. I mean, you could even, even make the argument for Tyus Jones, but I don't think he plays as much. So um, those two for value. Uh, Xavier Tillman's at 3-4. He also probably plays around 15-ish minutes, but I think I'd rather get to Bain and Winslow. And those guys look a lot better too, especially if there's no Kyle Anderson. So I'll have to keep an eye on that. But yeah, Memphis is a team I do like a good amount on the slate. On the Washington Wizards side, so Westbrook, Beal, both look good at the top. And this game is definitely game stackable. Brad Beal had the big game last game, went for 46 real-life points. I always prefer Westbrook to him just because, again, Westbrook will do more of the peripherals. 
Um, you know, Beal probably when he's shooting the ball really well has a little bit more upside than Westbrook, but I do like both. Again, I would prefer Westbrook if you made me pick. Rui, no thank you. Uh, Bertans, no thank you. To rely on scoring. Neto, no. If you want to take a shot in the center roulette, you can, but I'm just not going to do it. Like Wagner has been starting games, but you know, minutes trending down 18, then 12, then 13. Robin Lopez is usually, usually the guy that plays the most of the centers. Uh, but still he's not even playing big minutes. We'll hover around like 20 ish, maybe a little bit more. Um, I just don't think I want to go to the Washington secondary plays on the slate. Moving on to the Clippers and Boston game. So this game also should be pretty fun to watch. Um, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George both seem a little bit underpriced. I know the matchup's not necessarily the best, but 8.8 K for Kawhi and 8.4 for Paul George. That looks pretty appealing for both of them. So, um, I am high on both the LA Clippers stars when they're both healthy though. It kind of just takes the rest of the uh, the Clippers roster out of play for me. Now the pricing on Zubach and Ibaka is a little bit, you know, cheap Four eight for Ibaka four, two for, uh, Zubach. Ibaka has been playing, or has played 27 minutes in back-to-back games. I could see going to him for value. Uh, but again, you're not like, there's no real upside of like 30 plus minutes because they're, you know, splitting the minutes pretty, uh, evenly. And then Pat Beverly for value at 3.8 K. Probably plays around 20 to 25 minutes. Not a super high usage guy, but if you need someone super cheap, um, I think you could do worse. Boston and, uh, or the, on the Boston side. So Jalen Brown is the big news. He is currently questionable. If he misses, it's going to be Kemba. It's going to be Jason Tatum that both look pretty solid. Even in, you know, uh, not really the best matchup. These guys are the clear uh, number one and number two in offense. Uh, he had, a, uh, Tatum had 51 fans points last game. Kemba had a nice game as well, one for 43. Sure, it was, a, it was a better matchup there against Washington, but still would like both those guys if Brown is out. Now, if Brown is in, I'm personally probably going to stay away from the Boston side. With the bigs, Tice normally is the guy that plays the most, but we've seen a couple games where like randomly his minutes cut, get cut short. Um, I just don't know if I had to go. At 5-4, it just seems priced about right. Robert Williams, Tristan Thompson, both decent point burning guys, but they just seem, again, priced accordingly. And then I will say, if there's no Jalen Brown... Peyton Pritchard, Jeff Teague, these guys get a slight boost. Um, Pritchard did only play 21 minutes that last game. So, I don't know. Like, Boston, I feel like whenever there's an injury, they just add so many guys to the rotation. Like, Naismith, Green. Like, I just never feel good about the Boston Valley because it's so hard to trust Brad Stevens. Atlanta and Miami. On the Atlanta side, Trey Young at 9.6K, I think is a good contrarian spend up. Again, has kind of cooled off recently last couple games, 36 and 40 fantasy points. But we know the upside is 50 to 60 for him. Capella's been playing really well last couple games, uh, 54 and 48 fantasy points. I don't love the matchup. I know he did play well against Bam just previously, but like, I just seem, I just think 8-2 seems to start right. Herter's healthy or he's probable. Kalinari, I never like playing him. No thank you on Tony Snell. So not a ton of interest on the rest of the Hawks. Moving on to Miami. So the big news is Jimmy Butler. He is currently questionable. If he is out, then it's going to be uh, the guards plus Bam that I'm going to look to. So it was Kendrick Nunn last game. Uh, went for the big game, 44 fancy points. But but when I play him and literally everyone else in the roster is injured and he plays 40, 40 minutes, he does like nothing. I, I just can never get this guy right. Um, Nunn has upside for sure. He's been up and down, but you know, Three of the last five games, 45, 51, and 44 fantasy points. And what you're getting out of Kendrick Nunn, too, is he's aggressive on the offensive end. So he's not afraid to shoot it. I think he's good playing the mid-range. I like Drogic, even though he was just subpar last game in 30 minutes. Um, he started point guard. And I have some interesting hero, too, off the bench. 
Um, now, Hero only played 29 minutes. Uh, it was his first game back, so maybe they limit him a bit. I think normally we'll probably get mid-30s minutes from Hero. I would say he's probably the riskiest of the bunch just because of the minutes that last game. And then Bam Adebayo at the top, I think it's a safe play. Should play mid-30s minutes if there's no Jimmy Butler. Again, does get a pretty big usage boost. So really be the guards plus Bam that'll look to on Miami if Jimmy Butler's out. If Jimmy Butler's in and there's no limitations, then Jimmy's probably my favorite play because when he's been healthy, again, we have had a different Jimmy Butler this year. He In the regular season, at least. He's been super, super aggressive, kind of like we saw in the playoffs. That's really it for Miami. Moving on to New York and San Antonio. Julius Randle, I think, is a safe play. Uh, especially if Taj Gibson is out. Uh, he is playing some backup five. Him and Harold Noel both playing enormous minutes. Um, 42 and 38 the last couple games for Julius Randle. Again, can stuff a stat sheet. Uh, he's an all-star. Uh, it's a good matchup. I, I think Julius Randle is a good play. Alfred Payton is doubtful. So I think Derek Rose in the mid-range, once again, pretty solid too. Uh, a nice thing too is he is shooting guard eligible. So you can play like three point guards if you want to, or even four if you will go one in the utility. Um, 38 minutes two games ago, 32 against Detroit. Again, that kind of was a blowout plus the back-to-back. I think normally we we're probably going to get around 35 minutes in a close game from Derrick Rose, which uh, does make him a pretty solid play at that price. Again, I mentioned Nerlens Noel, 41 and 40 minutes in back-to-back games. Uh, if there's no Taj Gibson, you can look to him uh, just because the minutes alone. Uh, but uh, if Taj Gibson's in, then I'm, I'm not going to get to Nerlens Noel. And that's really it for the Knicks. Moving on to the San Antonio Spurs, uh, DeRozan, DeJounte Murray, the two guys I mentioned tonight at the top. Uh, again, DeRozan a little bit safer than DeJounte, I think. Uh, both have upside. DeRozan went for 46 tonight. I think DeJounte, again, he sent the game to overtime. He had 38. Um, again, I think DeRozan's a little bit safer than DeJounte, but both decent plays there at the top. With Pearl and Aldridge kind of hurting each other's upside. Um, Lonnie, Patty, meh. Trey Lyles, how many minutes did he play tonight? He played 27. It's just not, not a ton else I love uh, on the San Antonio side. So, Denver and Milwaukee, and this game should be really fun to watch. Jokic at the top of 10-8 just went for a massive game, 77 fancy points against the Chicago Bulls. I do think that will raise his ownership. I'm not saying he's a bad play, but I think that recent game, we see it all the time. After a big game, player just is going to be more popular. So I do like Jokic, but again, based on that last game, I think the ownership will be decently high. Uh, but again, he should play 35-plus minutes, a guy that can stuff his stat sheet, triple-double upside, and has been having a phenomenal season. So I do like Jokic at the top. Jamal Murray at 8.6K, a little bit more of a contrarian play, starting to come back down to earth, 37, 33 fancy points. He won on that stretch of the like four, five games of like 50-ish fancy points. Um, but yeah, at that price point, I think he's more of a contrarian play. Michael Porter Jr. at 6.7K. Also been a little up and down. He had, he had a big game tonight, 43 fancy points. Uh, at this price point, I think he's a fair play. What I always say with Michael Porter Jr. is there's never, uh, you're, not, you're never going to feel 100% secure with his minutes because he is a guy that Mike Malone just doesn't like for some reason. Like Malone will always, uh, or not always, but sometimes he will just randomly bench Michael Porter Jr., whether it be for defense or, or like something that he did wrong. Uh, moving down for value, Monte Morris at 4.6K. He should play about 30 minutes. Just a fair play. Camposo out. Uh, PJ Dozier at 3 2. Expected him to play a little bit more. Only played 18 minutes. Um, they actually added it was Concar to the rotation. Uh, again, everyone, including myself, thought PJ Dozier would get more minutes, but they gave it to Vlatko Kankar. Um, I don't think they're going to give 20 minutes to Kankar again. I would guess Dozier probably plays a little bit more, which makes him, again, a decent value play, but you just never know with Mike Malone. And that is it for Denver. Moving on to the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, 11K. He's just been phenomenal recently. Uh, just just 
uh, box score watching. What, last like six or seven games, 74, 72, 73, 67, 66, 60, 71 fancy points. Uh, not really scared of Denver defensively, playing huge minutes too. Um, I do think Giannis is one of the better spend-ups of the slate. Now, with Giannis healthy, Middleton, Drew Holiday, both secondary plays. Uh, Drew Holiday was very limited in his first game back. Came off, played off the bench and only played 18 minutes. So unless we get news that there's no minutes restriction, I won't be touching uh, Drew Holiday. And then, then that kind of takes the value out of play for me on the uh, Milwaukee side. Uh, Bobby Portis at 4-7. We know the minutes fluctuate for him. He's a good point for a guy. And if like Rolo gets in foul trouble, he will come in. So you could, I can see taking a shot in him for GBPs, but that's probably it. Finally, Phoenix and the Lakers. So another game that I think should be pretty fun to watch. Booker um, had a huge game last game, went for 58 fans points. It's not necessarily the best matchup, but um, I think he's viable tournament play. I probably prefer Chris Paul just because of the floor with, you know, the peripherals, the assists, rebound the ball, right? When Paul is healthy, Booker takes a back seat in the peripherals. He'll be a little bit more scoring dependent. So I always prefer the guys that do more of the peripheral stats. So I prefer Paul to Booker if you made me pick. DeAndre Ayton is more of a contrarian play. The minutes kind of fluctuate for him. I know like last game was a blowout. I don't love the matchup here. So yeah, secondary play there. Bridges, Crowder, you know, nah, not for me. Sarge, healthy too. That kind of takes Cam Johnson, Kaminsky out of play for me. Finally, the LA Lakers. So uh, LeBron James at 10-7. Don't love the price. Phoenix actually has been pretty solid defensively. So I would actually say he's more of a contrarian play. Um, Kuzma at 5.8K, probable uh, minutes. I would say probably mid-20s to 30 minutes for him. Harrell, the minutes always fluctuate. He only played 11 minutes, again, partly due to the blowout, but he is the riskiest of the bunch because um, there's no guarantee with his minutes. Schroeder's a guy I feel like you'd feel the most comfortable with. I think normally we get 30, low 30s minutes from him. Again, fair play in the mid-range, not a priority. Uh, Caruso at 4K, I think probably hovers around 20 minutes. Uh, okay value, but again, don't love the price. Marcus Gasol, again, against DeAndre Ayton, maybe he has to play a little bit more. We've seen games against, like, bigger teams where Gasol's got extended a bit, like against, like, Philly, against, you know, Minnesota. Maybe this is a game he plays 25 minutes. Um, so, again, fair value, don't love it. And then, finally, Markeith Morris uh, started, has been starting the previous three games, I believe, at the four. Uh, you know, probably plays mid-20s minutes. If he starts again, I think he's a decent value play. But that's it, guys, because, again, a Detroit and Toronto, this game is postponed, so obviously don't play players in that game. Um, but, yeah, that's going to do it for the video today. So if you have been enjoying the content so far, I would really appreciate it if you leave a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you know when to upload videos so you don't know to go live. Again, I will be doing a YouTube live stream before lock uh, to answer all you guys' questions, so make sure to check it out. Thanks again. Have a great night, guys, and I'll see you all tomorrow.